Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the video cast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. Speaking of traveling the world, we're here in Manila, Philippines for my big book launch happening this weekend, Father's Day. I'm going to be actually speaking at an event with four, uh, 800 people, actually, and selling my books there, doing some book signings. So uh, make sure you grab a copy of our brand new book about uh, family travel to South America. It's called Exploring the Continents, Volume 1, which is about South America. We'll be doing every continent, all seven continents, in the book series. And that's available all over the web at uh, Amazon.com and the Amazon equivalent in your home country. And uh, because I'm here in the middle of the Philippines, uh, I've been doing a series about Filipino world travelers and ethnic minority world travelers. Uh, you know, typically I have been interviewing a lot of Americans, uh, a lot of Canadians, a lot of Europeans, a lot of uh, Australians, New Zealanders, but not as many Asians, Africans, and Latinos. So I'm really trying to sw not switch my focus, but really, uh, um, share a more complete picture of the travel world by covering all types of travelers from all places of the world. And I have one on the show here today. Uh, our guest today is originally from the Philippines, right here from my city, where I am in currently. Uh, but she's now based in the U.S. She's actually in New York, and uh, she's uh, you know moved. Uh, she's become a Balakbayan, as they say, I think, an overseas Filipino worker, mm -hmm. uh, practicing my Tagalog here. Uh, so Lindsay... Uh, Cabildo, uh, our guest today is Lindsay Cabildo. She's known as the discount travel blogger, and that's one of her big specialties, uh, helping people to travel no matter what your budget is. Her website's lindsaycabildo.com, and we're gonna be talking all about her journey from the Philippines around the world to the US, about her journey as a travel blogger and her journey as a professional interpreter. And over the 400 episodes, we have yet to cover the topic of interpretation as a digital nomad job. So I'm super excited to finally cover this topic. I've been waiting for a professional interpreter and none, none have arisen until now. So Lindsay, how are you doing over there in beautiful New York uh, today? Yes, it's actually like really good weather right now. I think um, we're starting to move into the summer season, um, which is really like different from the summer in Arizona where we moved from. So yeah, actually like totally different landscape, culture and everything, but I'm enjoying New York actually because it reminds me of Philippines. So I live here like in the Queens area, which is um, where the Filipino concentrations are. So it doesn't, you know, it's not too different from Manila. It's like all the crazy, all the chaos and everything is here. So I'm happy with that, you know. Yeah, it's probably like a, a lot colder in the winters in New York City, you know, uh, bundled up, uh, you know, watching the, the ball drop in Times Square, as opposed to uh, December in the Philippines where it's much hotter. But then other than that, you know, you've got, you got big cities, lots of people, lots of noise and pollution and traffic. Uh, you know, any big city in the world, they're going to have that kind of similarity. Uh, so I want to hear about your journey. Uh, so you're from the Philippines and you got this big passion for travel and, uh, you know, seeing the world. How did that begin? Did you have parents who were passionate about world travel or did it start with you personally? Tell us a little bit about your backstory. Sure, um, actually like my dad growing up, um, he's the one who travels a lot. He, he actually worked abroad too when I was little. I think like he came back when I was two years old. Um, he was working in a supermarket in Saudi Arabia. 
And, you know, growing up without that, and, uh, you know, it's like back then there's no internet to communicate to your loved ones. And so it's like he would communicate through the cassette tape, like a voice recorded in the cassette tape. So I was like always wondering, it's like how it would be like, like, you know, going abroad or riding a plane. It's like every time I would go out, I would look at like, planes and would be like it would be nice to like work on a plane as a flight attendant and then you get to travel the world and all that so it's like I'm always curious like that and then um so when I graduated in college like my first job was like working in a cruise line so I worked in a cruise line um traveling throughout Europe and so we get to travel the world, get paid and all that, you know, it's like it looks glamorous, but it's really not because you don't get enough sleep. You don't get your days off and you like whenever you visit something, it's just like really fast paced visit. It's like, OK, buy your souvenirs, get get to that place, get your selfie and go back to the ship. <laughs> That's how it is. So it's like, so from there, it's like I came back to the Philippines and, you know, went back to school, take my um, master's degree in psychology. And then, you know, when when I was like, because it was really stressful, like working on, on the ship, like I said, it's like, okay, I want to have like a week or two travel to um, Southeast Asia. That's where, that's where I met my um, ex-boyfriend. Um, who was a, an e-commerce um, owner, e-commerce business owner. So he was like selling beauty products and stuff like that online. And he does have several blogs and online directories that uh, makes him money. So he was the one who introduced me to blogging. And so from there, it's like I learned how to do it. Um, I was like, I was very adamant uh, in the beginning because I didn't want to pay for hosting. I was like, no, nah, maybe I'm not going to do that. And he was like, well, if you really want to monetize your blog and make it as a business in the future, you get to pay your own hosting. So that's where I started with lindsaycabildo.com. And from there, you know, just, you know, nonsense topics and beauty secrets that I, I'll, you know, I'll get to learn from other people and then just post it. I get like a lot of um, attraction, but the attraction comes in when I started like traveling Southeast Asia, backpacking with my ex-boyfriend and I get the same like questions over and over again. And that's where discount travel blog blogger was born so I was like I'm just gonna write all my um, experiences and most common questions on a blog and when it comes up again I could just like redirect them to the page and that's what I did you know so it's like you know they get to read how I do it plus it helps me a lot like you know how how Google works you know so you get to read a blog you get more page views and hits and all that so it works fine works both ways from the audience and from me so yeah. awesome thank you for sharing the backstory and because you are branded as discount discount travel blogger it would be injustice if i didn't ask you about budget travel uh because obviously uh, you know a lot of people have the excuse i don't have enough money to travel so what have been your strategies over the you know many decades of traveling now what have you found 
are your top tips for budget discount travel? Yeah, so actually it's like I've learned it from other budget travelers as well, from um, backpackers that, I, um, that I've encountered during my travels. And, you know, it's like, you know, some the the most common connotations, like you really have to have a lot of money in order for you to afford traveling. But really, it's really not because like when um, I started a two week vacation, I thought it's just like really two week vacation. I have the same mindset. It's like, oh, I don't have enough money to travel around. But then I met like a lot of backpackers. What they do is like they pick up um, other jobs along the way to fund their travels so it's like i was i met one um american lady i can remember she's kaylin so what she's saying is that you can pick up different jobs um all over the world like for her she's a yoga instructor so she makes money from um giving yoga um teachings and or it's like you could get like ESL teaching certificate and then start earning money from that. And that's what I did. So what I did, well, the, what I did first is like I took the ESL teaching certificate online, um, but I didn't get to use it immediately. What I did is like I um, found like a, a receptionist job in Singapore. So they hired me as a receptionist in Singapore and that's good money. And I started from there. And then I traveled to Vietnam and then in Thailand. But you know, it's like when I was staying in different hotels, they get they get to offer me, it's like, oh, are you interested to teach English? But at that point, I wasn't ready to um, do a full-time job yet. So I was kind of like, um, I'll keep that in mind, but maybe not yet, not yet. So it's like I was I wasn't in the mindset of doing like really continuous digital nomading back then. So I was like, OK, I'm just on my vacation mode. But when the when the um, the trip is starting to end, you know, it's like how everybody would be like getting sad. It's like, oh, the happy and the fun part of traveling is almost over. So that's when I started like. Oh, maybe I should, you know, do that and start like um, getting all those jobs and hop on, hop off different um, countries in Southeast Asia. So that's what I did. It's like I, you know, it's like when I came back to the Philippines, I started researching about that, and then came back to um, Vietnam and started um, taking all those offers. And from there, I, I got like really good offers in Thailand saying, oh, there's an agency here that uh, will send you in different rural areas in Thailand. Uh, we'll be teaching around Thailand and we'll pay you this, all expense paid, you get to travel. And so that's where it started. You know, basically I became a full-time um, ESL teacher from there and started funding travel. So every time there's a summer break, I would have to, you know, Myanmar, to Brunei, to everywhere. So that's where traveling started. So, yeah, so I, I could say that it started from the curiosity when my dad was living abroad. And, you know, it's always been with me that I always wanted to travel. And, you know, how I did it, it I didn't have any idea that I would do it this way. But 
it happened and it's kind of like in a way living a dream so that's good it's definitely living the dream and uh, you know we love um asking our guests about the, some of their favorite places because we want to inspire people to see the world uh, check out new things cross things off the bucket list so out of all of your uh, many cities countries and continents what are some places that have really left a lasting impression on your spirit and soul well um it's not a, a budget place to go to but it's athens athens greece is amazing it's you know it's like it's some it's it's a place where i can say i really want to go back for more you know and it's i think like everywhere in greece is so beautiful but there's something about their um history their culture that you know captivated me i was like oh this is so you know romantic like how people would say it's like oh paris is the most romantic place or but for me it's athens it's like how you know you're surrounded with history and it's like every, every structure has really good stories so yeah so athens greece is my top of the list so far but i haven't been to a lot i mean it's like i've been to 25 countries but we'll see maybe one day i'll find you know somewhere more captivating or something stay tuned stay tuned for the new athens that will replace <laughs> yeah. first love <laughs> you know uh, there's always a uh, yeah, new place you haven't seen to, and then uh, when someone tells you that they love the place I, i've been to athens too it's amazing but it was about 15 years ago so i've forgotten uh, because i was an early 20s backpacker so i want to go back there and i haven't taken my wife there or kids yet so definitely i uh, want to explore more of uh, greece in general um uh, so lindsay uh, you are a career interpreter uh, i want to hear a little bit about the backstory there how did you get into that career what are the qualifications required uh, tell us about that particular part of your life right so it's like i became a professional interpreter because um you know it's like as a digital nomad you're always thinking ahead you know and i've always wanted to start a career as a remote professional which means like i could just like a career that i could just like bring anywhere and work with me so the first um company that i work for allows me to work from home which is a which is basically I'm over the phone interpreter. So it's a nonstop high volume interpreting. Um, so I'm getting a lot of calls from all over the world, helping out um, Filipinos to communicate and understand what, they're, um, what they need to understand. So I'm, I will be getting calls from, you know, um, court interpreting, legal depositions, from different schools, helping out students adapt to their culture or trying to um, complete all, all their entrance exams and you know test evaluations and stuff like that. Um, emergencies, like in, even international emergencies, like I get calls about that. So yeah, so that's um, what started me uh, doing interpreting. I did not have any like, um, professional training with the interpreting, but the company I worked for, it's like they, they said, it's like, oh, we will train you. We will train you how to do it properly and we will get you certified. So I was certified with the HIPAA laws and, you know, um, I'm still like on pending for, you know, um, the FEMA clearance and stuff like that. 
so I can handle like federal interpretations and stuff like that. Um, and I also have like other companies that hires me for on-site interpreting wherein they set up appointment for me and then I go to different um, courts or um, schools to interpret um, on-site. So that's way better um, because like you work for yourself, you're basically a, a freelancer and then, but they pay really well. So yeah, it's very, it's very fulfilling because you know um, you're helping out people like make their dreams come true. It's like for the kids to get to the school and get their future or somebody who who's like trying to understand their medications or their surgery procedure and stuff like that. So it's very rewarding job actually. Sounds like it, a, a definitely incredible uh, job because you can do that from pretty much anywhere in the world with Wi-Fi. So you have the perfect digital nomad job, and like you said, the high uh, you know wages as well. So it sounds perfect. So if people wanted to get into it, uh, you know, obviously they need to know multiple languages. Um, how would they get into it if they've never done it ever? What's the starting point? Well, for me, I just got lucky. Like you know, if you really want to do something. Um, first of all, you just have to have a determination. It's like you can't have um, these people telling you, oh, you're, you're not professionally trained, you couldn't do it. It's like you can't like let them like get into your head because otherwise you can't do it. Because like, see, it's like this company who gave me the opportunity, I am not trained, but they're like willing to train me to do that job for them. And it did work, so you know, it's like, if you really want to be into interpreting business, there is like a, a lot of opportunities to be here. Um, all you have to do is like, you know, be, well, first of all, you need to have bachelor's degree to get into it. And plus you have to have a determination and the gist to learn more and observe, observe more. Um, and willingness to learn because, you know, it's like, it's, you're you are speaking for another person and to be trained in order to you know you have to relay exact same message that they're saying even if it's wrong even if it's wrong grammar you have to um interpret it the way they say it because you know you're talking like you're basically like their mirror and telling it to them and you have to be professional because it sounds fun and it sounds like easy, but it, it isn't easy because you're basically dealing with two other people with two different personalities and you always have to understand where they're coming from. So sometimes like they don't understand that you can't speak to them directly and then they would speak to you directly and stuff like that. But it's like being professional and easy to be trained, you know, is, is like a really good key to start with the with the interpreting business. Awesome! Uh, thank you for sharing those uh, valuable tips for people who are wanting to get started. So, Lindsay, I'm curious to know a little bit about your vision for your future. Uh, you are, uh, you know, a New York transplant now, uh, still traveling. Um, tell us a little bit about what the future holds in terms of uh, life, travels, work, and more. 
Yes, actually, uh, my travels lately is just so minimal. It's just um, within the United States, just, you know, like going to countryside and all that, just because I can't travel a lot yet due to um, I'm still waiting for my papers. You know, you, you just can't, you know, um, go out of the country and not have your papers. You know, you have to be responsible. As a responsible traveler, you should always think about that. But yeah, yeah, as soon as I get it all um, done, it's like um, my husband and I is planning to like do um, travel to Antarctica, which um, on one of your um, podcasts, I, I heard about that and you're interested to do that. And we are too, it's really fun. Um, like I looked at like photos of that, it's like coming from, Hello, from the Philippines, a tropical country. It's like, we love snow. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, wow, snow, the glaciers and everything. It's totally like foreign to us. So we love those. And my husband would love to have that as well. So he said, well, maybe we're probably just going to do the cruise because um, he's not open to backpacking. He's not open to um the rough side of traveling so he was like oh i could at least on the cruise like i could just lounge around and you could do your adventure thing galloping and doing whatever you want to do so yeah so in the future that's that's one of um the trip that we're looking forward to do together um in the meantime all i can do is just like you know, travel around New York City. I have I haven't been to every tourist areas here in New York yet. So I guess like that's gonna be my bucket list for the meantime. Yeah, Antarctica for me is the missing continent. I've been to the six continents and I'm missing Antarctica. So I I I I, I hate uh, I never like to use the word hate, but I don't like Saying I mean every country in the uh, every continent in the world, with the exception of Antarctica, with the exception of Antarctica. Next time I want to say including Antarctica. So I'm looking for a sponsor because obviously uh, as a travel blogger we do get some perks and benefits and sponsorships. And I know a few companies that are based in Ushuaia, the southernmost tip of Argentina, that do work with bloggers. So when my kids are a little bit older, that's definitely on the radar to take them to see the penguins. Oh yeah, true. It would be fun for your kids too. Like the penguins would be fun for them. Like all those, um, the sea lions and stuff like that. That'd be fun. Definitely a dream come true. So uh, in closing, I'm curious to know, uh, what advice would you give to someone who wants to live this, you quoted it perfectly, the dream life, becoming a travel blogger, becoming a digital nomad, uh, getting to see the incredible beauty of this world. Uh, you know, there's people who are still working in a nine-to-five job. They might have never left their country. You know, I'm sure a lot of your fellow country men and country women in the Philippines, they haven't actually never left this one country of the Philippines. So uh, what advice would you give to someone who's maybe thinking of starting traveling for the first time, but they feel overwhelmed, it's too expensive, uh, you know, and you've done it quite uh, well, like 25-plus countries in the last, uh, you know, few years. So tell us about tips for newbie, newbie travelers. Well, um, well, for the newbie travelers, like if you really want to live the dream, the dream doesn't just happen overnight, and it's not an easy path to 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 live. So you have to have a determination, 
and you have to have like a strong mindset that this is what you want this is what you want to do because along the way you will you will encounter people that will contradict and just like try to discourage what you're doing because they don't understand it um there are other ways and you know other ways to do it it's like if one thing doesn't work out you you can always find another way to do it um so just not give up you know if really this is what you want to do just stick with it and just follow the dream um in a way like you always have to have a backup plans like if the, the plan a didn't work you have to have plan b you can't just like go quit your job and just get a one-way ticket and start traveling the world whatever um that doesn't work really well for most part if you didn't have a plan b um you have to have to think about because you have expenses when you're traveling too you have to live you have to eat you have to have a shelter you have to be safe you know how to get to point a to point b and stuff like that there's a lot of um planning i know some people can do it simultaneously because they're you know they're talented with that and they can do that but not everybody are the same so you know it's like you can get an idea from other people who can do that but like try to think about it if that's your personality if you can do it you know but always have plan a b and c it doesn't hurt to have other plans so that you you can go and fulfill your dreams like continuously and not get discouraged and it's like oh the the dream failed and it doesn't work that way and then you'll just be one of those strolling people's like i did it and it didn't work or blah 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 and then you're just gonna be bitter when it could happen all all the way like a hundred percent but you just got discouraged so that's what my um number one tip just you know you have to have a strong mindset that this is what you want um plan as much as you can it's like even if it's just small plan plan a b c and d is always helpful love all of your tips on the podcast here today lindsay uh there are going to be a lot of people who are watching and listening who are going to want to connect with you uh you know find out more about your travel blog and uh, follow you on social media, uh, subscribe to you on YouTube. So tell us about all the different ways that people can connect with you. Yes, you can connect to me on my discounttravelblogger.com. It would redirect you to my lindsaycabildo.com. I've merged both together. So it's it's still the discount travel blogger. Um, and then you could find me on Instagram at lindsay underscore cabildo or lindsay cabildo. I forgot, but it's just Lindsay Cabildo. And then in Twitter, I'm on Twitter, Lindsay Cabildo as well. On Facebook, I have the Discount Travel Blogger page. Um, I also have the Lindsay Cabildo page. Yep, you can connect to me in Pinterest as well and all the social media. I Right now, I'm still um, in the process of like trying to perfect my YouTube blogging skills. <laughs> But it's like, yeah, you can follow me on YouTube as well at Lindsay Cabildo. Perfect, perfect, perfect. And I actually have those links below. If you're watching in YouTube, you can click right through. If you're listening on iTunes or uh, one of the podcast directories, uh, you know, make sure you connect uh, through the show notes. Uh, so, Lindsay, I got to say one word, uh, you know, uh, to end this uh, interview off, which is Salamat. 
Walang manuman. Thank you. You're really good with your Tagalog now. It was so like it made it made me giggle when you said balikbayan. It's like so really fun. It's like most people doesn't know what that means. It's just basically you know for the expat Filipinos is what it is. So yeah, thank you very much for having me here. Appreciate it. It's an honor. Yeah, and you know, since we talked about Tagalog, I'm going to end this interview, interview with a little uh, speech uh, in Tagalog, which I'm practicing for this Father's awesome. <laughs> So let's uh, let's practice my Filipino here live okay. on the podcast. So, maganda umaga sa inyong lahat. Malikayang araw nang magama nag aral ako nang Tagalog kaya Tagalog. Uh, Pasan sa na sa pronunciation ko. Ako si Ricky, Taga Canada ko. Filipino ang misis ko at nakatira kami dito ng anim na buwan. Filipino ang misis ko at anim na buwan. May tatlog anak ako no half Filipino at half Indo-Canadian. Nang work ako online. Mahiling ako mag-travel at Nakapunta na ko na edi na bansa sa anim na continents. Gusto namin manang unang pamilya na nakapunta sa lahat ng countries sa mundo. Nagayon mag-re-release ako na unang libro ko tungkol sa family travel. Nagayon mag-English na ulit ako. Kamusta ang Tagalog po? Okay ba o pangget? That's awesome. That's actually a good job. Awesome. That's really wonderful. It's like you've been to 80 countries and, you know, it's like all all, all the the uh, important points was on point. Really good. Really good. Like you can go out of the street now and just get by and talk to every Filipino in Tagalog. Good job. Thank you, thank you. So that, by, by the way, for the listeners and the viewers, that's the first time I've ever done it uh, publicly live. Basically what I did is I just gave a quick summary, uh, you know, who I am, uh, my wife, my kids, my business, my travels, and then I asked people at the end, how was my Filipino, how was my Tagalog? Good, bad, or ugly? So that was the quick summary. You're gonna get a lot of response from um, Filipino audience from that one, That's that's for sure. <laughs> All right. So thank you, everyone. It was a great way to end off this interview all about the Filipino interpretation by uh, ending in Filipino. So thank you, everyone. Salama to everyone. And we'll catch up with you in the next episode. And happy travels. Thank you as well, Rick. Take